Mountain Wellness, optimizing human performance to extend longevity for mountain athletes. All right. What's up, mountain athletes and outdoor adventurers? Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Reed, and I'm joined, as always, with my good friend and badass mountain athlete, Mr. Mike Maina. What's going on, brother? Yeah, California to Montana. I hear there's a big announcement coming. <laughs> uh, yeah, the announcement is we got snow falling right now in Montana. What's up with that? <laughs> I know, man. Then you had the air conditioner running. Well, the den's freezing right now as we were sitting here uh, oh, getting set up for today's uh, episode. I'm like, dang, it's cold in here. And I forgot yesterday I'd flipped the air conditioning on because literally it was 80 degrees for the last four oh, days. That's crazy. Yeah. Temperatures. All yeah. I realized I hadn't, I had, you know, got to switch it back to heat, but that's how it goes. Spring in Montana's is, uh, it's back and forth. Yeah. It's that mountain, it's that mountain life, you know, it's, uh, or mountain weather. How's your training going? Uh-huh. All right, so I gotta, I gotta tell you about today's this morning's training session. It was pretty epic. Um, I've been well. I switched, I switched something up recently that uh, it's I've been doing. So I've been taking saunas in the evening. That's been like my my gold standard, and I've found so many benefits from doing my saunas in the evening. Mm. Uh, mostly like sleep in particular, like my deep sleep. I haven't quantified anything, but, uh, cause I don't do any wearables. I am interested in maybe picking one of those up, like the whoop or the, uh, aura ring. You have something, don't you? Don't you use, do you have a self? No, Cameron uses Where, the whoop. No. I, since I've been running, I've kind of swore off electronics cause I'm just in the field. I want to be just like, I want to run free, no watch, nothing, but, um, I've been listening to Brian McKenzie. He, he has this thing about nature, and it's really helped me get connected to the outdoors and not worrying about my time, how fast I am, and all the rest of that stuff. It's just there's no that's value really I am. to me. Yeah. Yep. That's that's exactly why I got really into biohacking, and I don't know three four years ago, and and that's I've kind of gone back to like let's keep it simple. <coughs> Yeah, no, I I got the oxygen saturation meter just to track heart rate and different things and oxygen saturation when I'm doing my breath retentions just to verify what I'm experiencing. You know, for that, it's great, you know. Exactly. Use it in training. I like like using it in training, but constantly checking in on a wearable throughout the day and... I think it can become distracting. So, anyways, yeah, that's when I, was, I got that's I've when been, I got injured. Yeah, is that when right? I was racing myself. I'd get injured and be like, "Why am I doing this? I'm not even in a race." <laughs> See, there you go. There's one one reason. Um, but yeah, dude, I've been doing saunas in the evening. Like I said, yeah. my sleep has always been incredible. It's something I really look forward to at the end of the day, especially after a long day of doing body work, you know, five, six clients and Dang. I'll be, yeah, my body, I'll, I'll be feeling it and I'll, I'll go into that sauna and I come out and it's like, all right, give me five more clients. Like literally it's just the recovery aspect. Uh, however, um, I've been training pretty heavy with, uh, our athlete, Mike Elliott, 
And something mm. that we've been doing quite a bit is the incorporating saunas with our strength training, uh, kettlebells. Like, so we'll do like kettlebell circuits from sauna to, to, to basically kettlebell, um, like seven minutes on the kettlebell, seven minutes on the sauna. And that's so wild one of the reasons, yeah, dude, it's, it's, um, there's a, there's a lot of things I'm noticing with, uh, the benefits of it, but anyway, it's just mm-hmm. oh, the big thing for me is, uh, I've been really interested in, and we talked about this in one of the previous episodes, the infrared therapy, but the heat shock protein, and then also mm-hmm. the growth hormone aspect mm-hmm. that one with the whole 16, um, I think it, uh, regular sauna use after strength training sessions four to five times a week increased growth hormone by 16 fold so wow after i knew that but just like that discussion we had in that episode like ever since then i'm like all right let's i gotta start experimenting more with this and you know some of our people in our circle have been doing it uh for some time incorporating sauna and cold with actual workouts so mm-hmm. anyways you know, I do my training in the morning, um, as far as my strength training goes. Yeah. And so this, well, let's, I'll just go through this morning's workout, give you an example of how I've switched it up. So typically I wake up at, you know, four thirty-five in the morning and I'll roll out, uh, do my, you know, big ass glass of water with all my salts in it, get hydrated up, grab my coffee and go sit on the couch. And, um, that's where I'll, you know, do my morning devotional. I'll, uh, do a little breath work maybe. Um, but basically it's my time to just get in and and educate myself and have that time to just like for personal development, whether I'm reading a book, listening to a podcast. Mm. Uh, but I've, uh, and typically I don't get into my workout till like seven o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock. Well, I've been just going, getting right up. And I'll, I'll hydrate up, grab my coffee and go right into the garage and get into mm. my, my strength training session. So this morning I had back squats. That was my strength piece. So I worked up to a heavy, um, I was actually doing some box squats. Did I ever have you do box squats? Before? I don't think I've done those. They're, they're a great way to, to, you know, get the benefits of a, a back squat, but they're a really safe oh, way yeah, to yeah. execute them. Yeah, no, yeah, you did have me do those. We sat, you sat down on the box. I was like, that was your low point uh, as you're coming down, right? In the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. You can do it two. You can do it two ways. Like I like to use it for um, just basically as a mark to know that you've hit your depth, so you can set. Um, I just use bumper plates, like the the rubber plates, but you could use nice. um, a lot of different things. So basically, a chair. You're just creating a chair. Um. So yeah, dude, I did, I did back squats and then I had uh, a circuit. So typically my circuit is uh, today it was seven minutes, uh, five pull-ups, um, 15 dips and then 20 air squats, just as many rounds as possible in that seven minute time. But anyways, what I've been, the, the big change I've been doing is immediately after my workout, I'm headed, I head right over to the den and it's perfect because it's about, I haven't marked it out, but I guess it's about 400 meters from my garage door to the den door. Mm. And, uh, and with, you know, we talked about this last, made that announcement in the last episode, I'm doing that adventure challenge. 
And one of the things I'm concerned about is like, I haven't done running. I haven't been like, I haven't done any running. And we know that this challenge is obviously going to have, you know, we're going to have some mileage to cover. So Mm. I'm like, all right. So now I'm using, I'll, I'll leave after that workout. I basically like power walk or I've even kind of jogged a few times. I'm getting good at jogging with my cane because I know the route so well. Dang. Um, so I just power charge it, power walk to the den, and then I hop right in the sauna. And, uh, dude, it's been crazy. Like, my energy and my mood and, uh, like, I would say just notably, like, my energy through the day has been a lot more. So, dude, that's been a big one for me, just the the heavy strength training sessions in the morning and followed up with a sauna and just how great. Oh, and I might add too, I'm also, you know, we've talked about it. I've been doing like breath work, really intense breath work in the sauna. Inside the sauna. So, yeah. yeah, dude. So like that, just getting that morning training session in, uh, and then, you know, getting in the sauna, the heat, the breath work, Dude, it's like how, how long does all that roughly take you if you had to break out how the time length of all of that together for your morning? Two hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. about yeah. like an hour and a half, yeah. two hours. No, I totally get it. Yeah, that's about where I'm in when I if I get a run in, that's you know, yeah. And then and yeah. Which is perfect because uh, my youngest Eli and even Grady, they wake up around seven. So, you know, I'm up at four, four thirty get in the gym just knock it out like and that's what i i think that's what i've been enjoying about it too just sitting in the sauna doing breath work and you know that nothing else is going on like it's it's typically around 5 5 30 when i get in the and do my sauna session i would love your opinion on this then if uh because you know both of us are pretty flexible with our schedule so if we do a two-hour morning session of our own personal uh, health and wellness development, whatever you want to call it. We can yeah. push our hours. We can work later into the evening if we need to or whatever. Our schedules are pretty flexible. But I think about the people that wake up, and this was me for years. I mean, I, I had to do this. They wake up and they sh- they shove some food in their mouth and they go straight to work all day. Yeah. And they don't, and they don't believe that they have the time to do it. Uh, and I think in that sense, it's like, it's like you can't afford not to do it because it's like I, I keep I hear so many stories and even on the female side where they're so depleted because they've given their time and everything they have to everybody else and there's nothing left for themselves and they never take yeah. even ten or twenty minutes to do any kind of you know health and wellness or personal development to make themselves feel good and so that constant depletion over time it's like they just run out it's like a checking account you just run out of money man you're just you broke. <laughs> So You're writing checks we, and all of a sudden it's, yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden it's like mama's out of uh, you know, she's out of energy. So <laughs> it's like I wonder what you would say would be the most valuable thing if you only had ten or twenty minutes to like get something in. And I'm sure there's many different things, but you know, uh well, no, there's a there's a few things like uh, as you were, you know, asking that or or describing some of those things that came to mind uh one is when i so i say you know that training session was two hours that would never happen during the day so there's plenty of days where i don't get that morning session and i typically i only do two heavy strength sessions a week um Mm. to to add you know to to really 
maximize the recovery. Uh, sure. It's not like the competitive CrossFit days where it's like, dude, you're, I was going constant, you know, it's <laughs> like, day. yeah. so I've gotten smarter. And with that, so with that said, um, there's plenty of days where I don't get my workout in the morning and, uh, I only have a, sometimes 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, um, yeah. or, you know, one of my athletes comes in and we do the, the kettlebell sauna workout. Um, but just making sure that you, you plan it ahead of time rather than trying to like, Oh, tomorrow I have two hours in between this client. I've, I, for me personally, it's better to just say, okay, I know I'm not going to do have my morning training session. So let's go ahead and put it on the schedule right now at two o'clock. I'm going to, I'm going to knock it out. Um, mm. I'm a really disciplined person. I enjoy my workouts. And that's the other thing I was going to add is you have to find something you enjoy. So time well, is one so thing, true. but if you yeah. don't enjoy what you're going to do, it's going to be even harder to even carve out 10, 20 minutes to knock out a workout. So, mm-hmm. um, that's like the, that's the biggest one, but yeah, there's really no excuse. I mean, it, it's, we all, it's habits. Like you have to recreate that. You know, you have to create that habit because if yep. it's not a part of your normal daily routine, then of course it's, it's easy to say, well, I just don't have time. Um, right. so you've got if to you're make not a morning person, space. Yeah, you do. Um, you totally do. And with that said, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with um, keeping it really simple in, you know, the, the, the circuit I just told you about minus my strength piece is seven minutes. Um, you can, right. you can set the clock for <laughs> seven minutes and do as many burpees as you can in seven minutes. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, that's going to be an incredible workout. You're definitely going to be sore the next day, especially if you're not, you know, super active and, and have a, a fitness routine, but yep. that's like, you don't need a gym membership. It's, it's nice to have a community and people around, but like it, you know, it, you could literally knock a workout in seven minutes. It's all about just getting your heart rate up and and doing some functional movements. Oh Um, yeah. No, there's, there's definitely exercises where you you could grind yourself into the ground really quick. Yeah. Um, But, and I think the other thing that, that for me in that short compressed time would be, I always try to get a breathwork session in for myself. I mean, if I don't sleep well and I go and do some retention, you know, uh, hypoxic breathwork, that will just totally wake me up and take me out of that, that state of that tired state. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I'm also really enjoying the early sessions in the sauna because I'm incorporating breathwork, which is super that hypoxic style of, of, breath training is so stimulating but then you add the heat to it yeah uh but it being in the sauna you're you're doing you're at a uh you're basically working out you know your heart is pumping you're at an aerobic uh level of exercise so i think just that feeling of coming out of the endorphins and it's good man i i can't wait for you to get your sauna i know it's on back order right now how far out is it you got another month or so i I did talk to her and she said it's funny but she was saying about mid-july and i'm like okay well that gives me a little more time to explain to my wife what's coming (laughs) 
<laughs> she probably doesn't uh, listen to all the podcasts, but like she doesn't know like that. I I went for a it's you know it's a good one. It's it's a it's a good a good sauna. But she actually needs it more than I do because she's got like she took a fall at her job and it hurt her shoulders. Like she definitely um, tweaked her shoulders and she's been going to physical therapy and stuff. And yeah, so she's been using my sauna blanket. Uh, I have an infrared heat pad. She's been doing all that stuff to try to get some relief. So I'm thinking there's going to be a little argument when the sauna shows up. I'm just like, get in there because that's going to feel amazing. <laughs> You're like, so, no, babe, I promise. Just, just wait. Oh, that's yeah. funny. That's <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty I, cool. I'm, you know, I didn't have to. Well, I kind of had to convince my wife when we first opened the recovery den. I was like, so I want to do a sauna, and she's like. You think you think you're gonna be able to get people in that? I'm like, yeah. And I don't know. That thing sat for. I think I was the only one that used it for the first six months because I. It was kind of tucked away. The first spot we were in was, and it was a lot different. You know, this this place yeah. is big and spacious, and so. But I, I tried to justify. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just I promise. It's like the best thing in sports performance for recovery. But now it's a popular, I mean, uh, I got at least a couple of people in the sauna every day at the recovery den. And it, and once people get in it, it's, it's like, I almost don't like calling it a sauna for the, you know, for people the first time, because people associate obviously sauna with really intense heat. Um, and you know, they're not as, they don't, they're not as hot as your traditional barrel saunas. Right. But you know, what's interesting, uh, about that is I, yeah, I didn't know what to expect when I went in and it's, and it's sort of, would that be considered a hormetic stressor is, is, is high heat. So I wonder sometimes if people go into them for the first time and it's just like, it's not like going in the cold, but it's, you know, it can be uncomfortable. And so if you, you might not love it like you, it's one of those things where you have to do it a few times until you start to realize the benefit and start feeling like whoa this is amazing that seemed the way it was for me yeah you i think you had a unique experience because you state you're like me if um you know they say do 20 minutes you're like well i'll do 30 just to make sure it works <laughs> 40 minutes is better <laughs> <laughs> so i would i would add that so my experience your experience i make sure yeah. full disclosure to clients like hey you know this is my recommendations typically clients go 20 to 30 minutes um so pay attention 20 30 minutes in how you're feeling uh but with that said, like most people that have done, like where I, I'll throw it out there, have you used an infrared sauna or a sauna? They're like, oh, no, I don't like heat. And they have this really negative association with heat. But then as soon mm -hmm. as I, you know, describe to them how it's different and then one time they do it, it's like, oh, that felt amazing. Like there's just something different about the infrared. Right. So... Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I I think, uh, and I remember when we were up at the Eagles Nest uh, years ago. Actually, that was like your engagement weekend, I think. Yeah, um, that was that was when I got engaged at the Double Eagle Resort in June Lake. That's where we we hid your ring in the back of uh, that basket that goes into the trailer hitch on my Jeep. Everything was back yep. there in this giant bag. All <laughs> everything and the ring was hidden in there. And then I got all the way to Mammoth. 
And then I looked and I realized I hadn't put the bolt into the the bolt that attaches the whole thing to the Jeep wasn't even in there. Yeah, so <laughs> Mike had this yeah, Mike had this um this rack that goes on the back of his Jeep that goes right into the tow hitch and I mean you could carry it was like that thing was sweet. Oh yeah. But yeah, a thousand yeah pounds so we had all our luggage, our gear, our camera gear and the the wedding the engagement ring was back there. <laughs> And like Mike said, we drove, we got all the way up there and we pulled, get out and he's like, oh my gosh, the pin, I forgot to put the pin in. I drove all the way up here, like 300 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that thing could have just slid straight out. But, and the reason why is because the, the, the hitch had an extender piece attached to the basket and that had to have an extra bolt across. So when I looked down at it, I saw the bolt and I'm like, yeah, it's attached to the hitch. But no, I wasn't looking at the actual hitch going, <laughs> yeah, the bolt was in there. So... We got lucky on that one. But I remember going yeah, into the did. sauna there, and that was one of my first times. And that was a steam, I think, style one. But, oh, man, I couldn't believe how good no, I felt when I walked it, out of there. Wasn't it? Well, Oh, yeah, there was a steam. We did both. Yeah, they had the dry barrel sauna style. Well, not barrel, but they had the, the Swedish finish style. And then we went into the steam after that. And then we went into the hot tub in that big old, like, uh, that room. Remember that? Had the glass yeah. overlooked the big. It was oh, amazing. Was yeah, that'd be but like. Yeah. A, it's interesting you brought that place up because that's a some a, you know we're that's one of the places that inspired me as far as you know things I like and that whole mountain wellness recovery den. I just remember that coming was, out of the heat and then lo- and then into the cold because it was probably the 40s, maybe 50s, I think, temperature-wise. And I just remember yeah, that, that feeling so of good. being so warmed up and then walking into the cold going, this, I feel incredible right now. So that definitely, yeah. just that one experience hooked me. And I was like, all right, well, you know. Well, I forgot to add, that's this morning on the way back after my sauna, the snow was coming down. So I'm like, you know, just sweated everything out super hot and then i walked outside and just walked home in my t-shirt as the snow was coming down it was like <laughs> the perfect that. contrast a little fire and ice Dude, that, would, that would be well, a dream of mine if i could have a sauna outside and then just like walk outside or you know and just have that feeling of looking outside while in intense heat and, and snowing that kind of i'd be just like i love that oh i'd be game for like a, a native american um what do they call them like the Sweat lodge ceremony. That's oh, okay. Basically, exactly what you're describing, where you're just like you're in this hut, this sweat lodge hut, and then you go outside. They go into like the snow or the you know the, the ice cold water. I'd be that'd be amazing because it's all in well, nature dude, too. So I think that 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 extra connection's amazing. We got a big announcement. We got to uh, yeah. I think we should we should get to because we spent yep. some good time bantering there. Well, you, are you going to make the announcement or should I make the announcement? <laughs> I say you make it, man. This is, this is your deal. I've never even been, but this is this is a big one. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. All right. So um, I can't remember if I've ever mentioned it in any of the previous episodes, but uh, so um, we got contacted, Mike and I got contacted by Lyco Red, who is one of the sponsors of the GoPro Mountain Games. And... They reached out to us to to work on a project for this year's 2021 GoPro Mountain Games, which was we didn't know if it was going to happen um, because of COVID and everything. But 
they they gave the the green light uh i think last month and um yeah yeah we we got a call on friday and uh we're teaming up with Lyco red as their ambassadors and uh working on a really cool project with gopro and uh, you guys get to be a part of it so um we're super stoked about it. So a little bit of history. I've been a, I went to the GoPro mountain games in 2000, what, what, 19, right? Not 20, yeah. 2019. Yeah, 2019. They didn't, yeah. They didn't have it last year. Um, and I was the, uh, ambassador for Lyco red, the outdoor, uh, mountain athlete ambassador for Lyco red. And I did some brand activation for them there. And uh, it was really cool. They worked on a campaign that was globally recognized. It was called Letters of Love. And uh, it's funny. I had no idea in the, the the marketing, like the business marketing world, there's literally like awards just like you would have for music, the Grammys and the Oscars for movies and stuff. So this campaign was actually a digital campaign of the year um, called Letters of Love. And the whole, uh, the what they did is Lyco Red activated at all of the, like all these iconic festivals and events all around the world from Sundance Film Festival to BeautyCon to New York Fashion Week to uh, the GoPro Mountain Games. And the GoPro Mountain Games in 2019, that's where... I was part of their letters of love campaign and it was a really cool, um, it's just really cool what they did is, um, and, and basically what they did is they just encouraged people to write a love letter. We engaged them, brought them into the booth. They wrote a love letter to themselves. That love letter was dropped into a mailbox right there in the booth. And then Lyco read mails it out six months later to that individual so you kind of get this love letter to yourself and so that was the whole like campaign they put a little bit of a twist on it when we did the 2019 gopro games and we we teamed up with the man the man the myth the legend kenny kane you guys have heard enough about and we'll get him on the podcast one of these days but we kenny might get him I, on the podcast uh, while we're there <laughs> if he yeah for sure yeah he's in the conversation and he's working on this with us too so we'll see if he uh he makes it up there but um, we it, it was rad because um, and, and for for you guys like this GoPro Mountain Games was a huge part of the inspiration of starting Mountain Wellness. So I was transitioning out of a competitive career um, in fitness and was definitely re- really active as an athlete in the outdoor space. Like Mike and I were doing a lot of climbing and um, but one thing that I just, I've talked about it before being really involved in the fitness space and, and competing. Like I never felt, uh, it wasn't necessarily my community. Like I, I grew up as I snowboarded, I mountain biked. Like I always considered myself part of that action sports community. So here we are, you know, coming full circle. I'd spent all this time as a competitive athlete and fitness and learned all these tools and tactics like breath work and nutrition and i get asked to come to the to activate at the gopro mountain games in 2019 and and coach breath work alongside kenny and bring people through these workouts we basically ran breath work uh guided breath work exercises and and hit exercises all day long just 
we'd rally up 10 people, sit them down on the grass, bring them through like a Wim Hof style breathing exercise. We'd get them up and then we'd partner them up, uh, blindfold one of them and then have like a, a team workout blindfolded. And then after they did their workout, that's when we would give them the letter and basically like ask them, you know, write a letter and ask in, and ask them the question if their pers- their uh, perspective of love changed based on that experience. And it was really mm. cool to see some of the, you know, uh, the insightful stuff people wrote about that. So anyways, here we are, 2020. They're carrying this this campaign and, and um, basically it's, it's an extension of Letters of Love. And uh, so this is where you guys come in. Um, what mm-hmm. we are doing is... We are asking our listeners, we have an opportunity to, to send a, an encouraging message, uh, a word of motivation, um, positive note to the athletes at the GoPro Mountain Games. So basically, we're going to provide a link in the show notes that will take you to a landing page and you can just uh, fill out a, a simple little encouragement, word of encouragement. Um that's positive and those letters will be printed off and uh they'll be dropped in the athlete bags so every one of the gopro mountains athletes that are coming from all over the world will get this uh, a cool little note from mountain wellness so Hmm, that's um, awesome yeah dude it's it's you know pretty cool that mountain wellness you know we're all about the mountain athlete and the outdoor adventure so you're talking well, about the tip of the spear, right? Like these are the right, best but, mountain but, athletes in the world. And, and sometimes, you know, we think athlete and we think, oh, these guys are somehow superhuman in some way, but they're still human beings like the rest of us. They still had to struggle through the pandemic, the isolation, all the things like the rest of us. So they kind of need encouragement like the rest of us. Yep. Yeah. No, it's... um. It's exactly it. There's so many mindset is, uh, you think about, I know as a competitive athlete, game day is, there's a lot of angst leading up to it. Uh, sure. And a, a lot of top level athletes, you know, I've, I've read, you know, they'll throw up before competition. Like they just get that, <laughs> the level of the anticipation. It's, it's almost not an anxiety. Wow. It's just the anticipation. It, it, so, from the, the the psychology aspect or like just the mental, the mindset side of it, wow. being able to drop a little note of encouragement. And it could be something as simple as like, you got this, believe in yourself, breathe. <laughs> that's probably going to be, that's going to be mine. Just, just breathe. Yeah. I'll take them through a breathing <laughs> session. on the. <laughs> so... And then we're, uh, so that's the first part. Uh, GoPro Mountain Games is June, what is it? Uh, 11, 12, 13th or something like that. I know it's the weekend of yeah, the 13th, right but it kicks off on Thursday. So then Mike and I are headed out. Uh, they're flying us out. We're going to cover the GoPro Mountain Games. We're going to activate there. Um, it's pretty cool. They even uh, asked Mike's wife, who is a, a talented artist. Um, she's going to do some activation in the booth. And uh, you know more about that part. Like, what are they doing with the rocks? Have you talked um, to Catherine about that the, one? Yeah, it looks like they're putting kits together and they're going to paint on messages on the rocks. So they've got these, you know, colorful rocks that they're going to paint a lot of messages on. 
and uh, again, words of encouragement and uh, that kind of a thing. And so, you know, my job is to do photography around the area. I get to go for the photography side of it, and then Catherine will be working on the art side of it and putting the kits together and, and helping people out if they need it. And it's just going to be a fun time. I mean, it's just, I'm slow looking forward to this trip. Because you know yeah, what it it's is? Cool, it's, so. it's the old gangs getting together, too. It's like, we have a lot of history yeah. with everybody. That's, and so that's like our our tri extended tribe is going to be descending on the mountain, GoPro mountain games. It's true. I know. That's the best part about it. And and for those that don't know the GoPro mountain games, it's, uh, think of X games, but... It's so much more than that because it's a celebration of mountain culture and lifestyle. So the there is the competitive part of it where you got, you know, it, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest outdoor competition for mountain sports. Um, I mean, there's kayaking, mountain biking, slacklining. They have all different uh, trail running events, endurance events. Um, I mean, you name it, every mountain sport is pretty much there as far as competition goes but outside of like the competition and sport the family like it's the the, the uh, family village i can't remember what they call it but basically it's like you know there's a lot of opportunity for kids to um participate and try things like they had a awesome rock climbing wall out there they had this little uh slack lining course for the kids they could try um for the first time there's a big uh, dog competition, you know, like the, um, I think ESPN, I know. Yeah. I saw some of the like videos ESPN where they were too. winging the Frisbee out over the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dogs, yeah it's like, dude, I saw this one right. where this, where they, they threw the Frisbee and this dog was just launched in midair, but it, the whole time his head was looking straight up at the Frisbee, didn't even know where it was going to land or anything. <laughs> and I was like, that dog is so focused. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, commitment. It was, a really, it was cool. <laughs> was it a Jack Russell? I just picture um, a Jack Russell. <laughs> uh, yeah, those guys, those dogs are obsessive for sure. But uh, no, this was like, a, I don't know, it was like a brownish colored one. I don't even, might have been just a mutt, but that dog, the focus on that dog was like, it was like flying through the air, but it didn't see anything but that frisbee. No, it didn't matter where it was going to land. And I thought, okay. Uh, yeah, dude. I they Everybody says that's like the most entertaining part. I don't. I was doing some other work. My my work last time was intense. I had a lot of PR, like from went live on radio and uh, did some. Someone just dropped in. What's up? I do. She does my bookkeeping, so she caught, she dropped by to pick up the mail and stuff. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's another day at the den, right? Bringing you guys in. This is this is the reality of it. <laughs> so back to like my work last year was intense up there. Um, like a red, I'd never done any like brand activation at that mm. level before. Like I've been, a you know, done some ambassador work and, uh, been a sponsored athlete, but the, the week before we left, maybe even a couple days before we left, I had this gnarly conference call and there must've been like 10 people on the call. So it was like the whole executive team from like red, that's where you see like cool, calm, collective, gammy, just like directing everything. <laughs> um, but then they had a PR company. So the PR company was literally prepping everything for this weekend from uh, the social media stuff to um, 
like the verbiage and everything, like how I was con- going to present uh, Lyco Red and their message for the Letters of Love when I did radio interviews, mm. TV, like any basically any sort of interview. But the intense part about it was they had a PR team follow me everywhere. So there was like everywhere we went, it, every interview I knew it wasn't only like I had to do the interview, but afterwards there'd be like a, a de, you know decompression like all right so like that was great you gave this plug like next time just tailor this a little bit tighten this up say this <laughs> so and, intense man. it was intense man <laughs> it was like yeah I'd next level you have a good but memory this year, but my memory like, be like yeah i'm not gonna remember any yeah. of that but thanks <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'll stay behind the camera no it was a. Uh, oh i think i I grew a lot through, um, like Brian's been so great. Like he's given me a Brian Yamamura. That's our, our contact with a Lyco red yeah, he's, and GoPro. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's brought us in on a lot of projects. You, you and I both. So shout out to Brian and, uh, dude. So we're stoked about the GoPro mountain games. We're headed to Vail. We're going to bring some awesome content to you guys. And, uh, we're definitely going to, uh, it, like, we got to knock out a podcast, Mike. We got to we got to record live or in person up oh, there. Vail, Colorado. I've never been, so I'm super excited just about the experience of being in Vail, Colorado. Oh, you haven't been to Vail? Oh, sick. Yeah. And then uh, I'm we're we'll be in the Sierras not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. So I fly out Sunday, uh, flying into SoCal. And having a, a new prosthetic made, which is going to be amazing. It's been like three years since I've had wow. a new prosthetic. So things things change a lot, don't they? With prosthetics in three years, like they they advance and they come up with different techniques. I mean, or not that much. Yeah, like yeah, not real. Like yes and no. Like not for me necessarily because I'm such a I have such a high activity level that. All of my feet that I wear are passive feet, so they're not. My, they have no microprocessors. They don't do any sort of like cool electronic Dude, movement. That's crazy. Do they have them um, that, that do electronic like response? They they. Yeah. Th- Wild. Yeah. So like they do. They have. They're not as common in the ankles because that's. Uh, so you're either above the knee amputee or below the knee amputee. It's. You know, obviously, you, know, you have a huge advantage being a below the knee amputee because you have your knee. So I have full, you know, mobility. I can squat. I can, but I don't have ankle mobility. Um, so I'm limited. For example, in when I'm performing like a back squat mm. or um, setting up for a deadlift, my ankle at a certain point will lift off sure. the ground because I can't move it. Um, but yeah, they have some some really trick like microprocessor ankles that are designed for more day-to-day use. But the thing I'm not, I'm not interested in them. Like the biggest reason is the battery. Like it would, it's just like a cell phone. Gotcha. You gotta, you're, you're carrying, you know, you got to carry a charger around that thing. Probably. I don't know how long the battery life is on them. I can't imagine it's that long, but then also the weight, cause you're carrying the battery. So you're talking like a lot of extra weight that you're carrying around i'm like super limited i think of the way i think of my prosthetic is the same way like think of a snowboard or skis like it is a carbon 
you know, titanium, graphite, aluminum, and everything is like, I want it to be as light as mm. possible. Like I, I don't, I want it to be completely stripped down. So I wear a carbon foot that's got a huge energy return, but, uh, I mean, there's little technologies and advancements here and there. I don't know what Rick, I, I basically live it, just leave it up to Rick. I, he could put me in any foot, but I have no idea what he's going to put me in right now. I'm in a, Rick would be like, you need this, you got to try this. And, he, and you'd be like, okay, I'll try it even if it has that. Because I'm thinking about microprocessors and I'm thinking about yeah. like how it works in music for me. I have a couple of programs, the software that it, it basically looks ahead and tries to anticipate things that I'm going to do in, in with the music, uh, with the plugins. Like they have that ability to, to kind of glance ahead and real fast, really fast. And so I would imagine... Yeah in the ankles or the, in the those areas where they have them that that's one of the functions is to try to adapt or like anticipate movements and make adjustments in real time yep. they do there's ai technology that will basically in real time not only make micro adjustments i think it's they use ir sensors if i'm not mistaken i don't i think they are ir sensors so that's one aspect just like you guys would know in a lot of the uh, more advanced cars, the technology with like the driver assist and backup assist and those little sensors, they use the same sensors that will evaluate your other, your other knee and and your other leg basically in your gait. But then from my understanding, it will make corrections as it gets more information, Mm. which would, you know, give you a smoother, I like, it's like the uh, Rick was telling me about some of the testing where like, They'll literally tell an amputee, like, just try to fall, like, try to, try to, <laughs> the sea leg, I believe, Autobox sea leg, which is German, those German engineers, man, they know what they're doing. Um, but they'll, yeah, that's what they like, literally try to, try to make, like, trip this leg out or, or trick it. And it's Dang. pretty much impossible. It's amazing technology. Yeah. No, I believe it. Yeah. I believe with what limited I, I know about the technology within our plugins and music is that, you know, there's a lot of, Real-time, instantaneous tracking and adjustments that can be made. Yep. Believe it or not, the biggest advancement that in the last 10 years, because I've been an amputee 14 years, but the biggest advancement that I've seen at, is the elevated vacuum system. And basically, that's what Rick and his partner Stan developed. They have, I don't, I think they hold a patent on, I don't, I'm not sure. I know they have, they have patents on other stuff, just to, Rick has an amazing story. He's not just a prosthetist. He has a, a biomechanical engineering degree and like, dude's just brilliant. So a lot of what he sees uh, clinically with patients, he's able to take his engineering mind and be like, let's develop right. a product. But the elevated vacuum system that I'm on is, okay, so you're when I first became an amp- amputee, the traditional, and they're still out there, but you have the silicone uh, liner, that rolls over the residual limb. And then on the end of that silicone liner is a pin. And, and it's literally like this, um, like, uh, a saw, like you think of a, a rat, a socket wrench and, a, or a ratchet with a socket. So that pin slides down into the prosthetic and ratchets like in locks into this locking wow. mechanism. It's super convenient. I miss that system so much for the convenience because you can literally just push a button and pull your leg off within like gotcha. two seconds. 
But the problem with it is it changes when you, especially me being an athlete and really active, anytime that you, you jump or lift your prosthetic, basically what happens is it, it pulls the skin and it pulls down to like the, the tip of the residual limb. So it creates this cone shape, um, residual limb. I hate the, te- the, <laughs> the clinical word, so I'm not going to say it. I just hate, I like hate that word so much, but anyways, the residual limb and, um, that over time causes a lot of issues with just the, the fit and a lot of different things. Well, Rick developed a system called elevated vacuum where, uh, basically the liner rolls on just like the traditional pin liner, but instead of it having a pin, it slides into the, the prosthetic, the socket that it's called. And then another silicone sleeve liner rolls over the top of that one and it creates a, a vacuum seal. Then you take this re- this vacuum, this reverse vacuum pump, and you pull the air between the two of those silicone liners, and it creates this like literally like just it 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 sura- like it just wraps around your whole entire residual limb. So that way, when I jump or walk, it doesn't pull at all on the bottom of the leg whatsoever. So now you and it changes the the shape of the residual limb, wow. like it's. My residual limb used to look like a cone, and now it looks. Mine looks like a nice. It's nice and rounded. It's got muscle. It's like because you. The more muscle atrophy you have, the you're it like you're gonna have more issues because it's padding. It's right. I bet. But anyways, like the whole from the physics standpoint, the way Rick describes it is, you want to increase your surface area. So the more dispersed your surface area is in contact when you pull mm. on that prosthetic it's pulling on every like it's it's wrapping around everything rather than just pulling on the end of it so it's pretty crazy they have pictures of me hanging upside down on from just my prosthetic um strapped into my snowboard we gotta get him to send us one of those photos uh, stan's holding (laughs) we need that photo (laughs) i know well i'll have to dig it up because it's somewhere on my like deep in my facebook uh stuff because yeah that was like 10 years ago so that I would say that was a game changer. Like that was um, on so many different levels from you know the advancements within prosthetics. Uh, so if we have any amputees out there, because there's a lot with veterans and adaptive athletes, and um, I don't know, maybe we have some adaptive athletes that are listening in. Since uh, you got a fellow adaptive athlete right here, um, Southern California Prosthetics, uh, Richard Myers is a solid resource. Oh man, yeah. If you guys are in, interested. So yeah, I'm headed down to, to SoCal Prosthetics and getting a new prosthetic built. And then we're headed up to the Sierras to start our performance breathwork 101 training course. Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. We're going to be in a great spot, high, high elevation, a um, couple uh, lakes surrounded by the you know snow-covered peaks, the whole thing. So I'm excited about just being up there. And, yep. And get and you get into California, how we can get that time in, so that's gonna be fun, man. I haven't left Helena, Montana since February like last year. So Yeah, the crazy. whole pandemic things kept us everybody kinda more isolated. Yeah, I haven't wanted to go anywhere. That's yeah. like the big thing, but I'm excited. All right. Um 
think it's a good time to wrap it up. So uh, the Lyco Red uh, GoPro partnership, um, we are going to have a link in the show notes and that link will take you to a landing page where you can write a letter or just a, uh, just, just be a word of encouragement. Um, doesn't have to be anything long, just, uh, whatever you want to write to the athletes. Those are going to be dropped into their bags, um, at the GoPro mountain games. So super stoked. If you guys would, uh, write a letter to them, it'd help us out a lot. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. It's a great opportunity for us. You got it. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I definitely want to make, so I'll put that link in the, uh, show notes and then now instead of saying i'll see you on the mountain i'll see you on the gopro mountain <laughs> i don't know man it's see you on the gopro mountain and veil hey if you guys also that's a uh, just reminded me cameron our intern's been crushing on social media so we've been super active on the mountain wellness 406 instagram page go give us a follow over there um yeah, we'll be posting stuff through our travels and stuff at the GoPro games and my trip to California. Um, there was something else I was going to mention too. What was it? Anyways, I don't know. You guys know where to find us. <laughs> A lot of fun um, content coming though. All right. Yeah, dude, it's going to be amazing. So you guys have a great couple weeks and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next yeah, episode. Yeah, look forward to sharing sharing this stuff with you guys. Right on. Peace! The information provided on the Mountain Wellness Podcast is for educational purposes only and not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.